This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is a crowd podcast. Joe Marler is a big hearted man, and he's got a podcast plan. It's the Joe Marler Show. It's the Joe Marler Show. Oh, oh, oh. So we are on leg uno, dos, dos, five of the Joe Marler Show live five. tour. And Joe, we find ourselves in a city where you have been before to play rugby. I have frequented this city upon a many of a time, many of which have involved the game of rugby union, but I've also frequented such city on stag. It's quite a market for stag party, isn't it, Bristol? Looks quite nice where we're standing right now. This section is, this uh, Queen Square isn't renowned for its stag party holding, actually, Ryan. It's a beautiful Regency Square, Joe, isn't it? it? With a statue in the middle and lawns. Bristol, Bristol, the home of Darth Vader. Is he the most famous person from Bristol? I don't know if he's the most famous. No. Do you know who the most famous from Bristol? I always think of Stephen Merchant as in the most Bristolian sounding person. Was Stephen Merchant in the office? And he was the brains, well, half the brains behind it, wasn't he? Then he's in extras. I've seen him in extras. He's great in that. Yeah. I love him in that. So on the list of things that Bristol is famous for, Darth Vader is actually number one. So we've covered that. Number two is laughing gas. It says Sir Humphrey Davis. He moved to Bristol to study science in 1797. He first started experimenting with laughing gas for recreational use at the Medical <laughs> Fumatic <laughs> Institution. Had a few uh, mats uh, had some tunes on. Yeah. Uh, oh, Banksy. Banksy's very famous. Mm. We can cover that a bit later, can't we? Explore. Oh, shit. He's from Bristol. Mm. Yeah. Uh, how do we know? No one knows who it is. I don't know who he is. Do you know who he is? No. So how do you know he's from Bristol? Well, you could, re- you could reveal some elements of his true identity without giving away his name. You could say I'm from Bristol or get to other people to 
say some Bristol. Isn't it because the first ever Banksy was found in Bristol? I'm going to say I'm going to have to clarify that, but I'm we guessing that was where we it was here. Original Banksy at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's Bristol. like saying like the first ever Peugeot 106 was found in Staines, <laughs> but it's not from Staines, is it? It was made in France. Well, another thing that was made in Bristol apparently is Ribena. The tasty Ribena oh, cordial was originally manufactured fuck. by Bristol-based food and drink company Carters. The drink was launched in the 1930s and was given the name Ribena. The next one's hot air balloons. It's a very varied place, this, isn't it? If you just continue through Queen Square, you'll get back on the River Avon, and then you can follow a lovely footpath as the Avon narrows into Avon Gorge, and you'll see the Clifton Suspension Bridge yes. overhead. Yes. Up there as well is Ashton Court, which is a massive park. That is where you get the hot air balloon festivals, I think. And do you know what's fame? What do you know what Clifton Suspension Bridge is famous for? Tell me. It is the biggest suspension bridge in Bristol. So on our list of things to explore, we've got Clifton Suspension Bridge. We need to go find a Banksy performance. We, we're not going to make it Clifton Suspension Bridge. It's miles out. All right. Well, we ran to it earlier on. How, how many miles was it? I think it's probably actually a bit too far. <laughs> Is it on the way to St George's where we're performing tonight? I don't think so. Oh shit! You know what we haven't? Well, you know what we've forgotten to mention? That's quite good. We've forgotten to mention cider. Sound like Vicky Pollard. Yeah, well, cider is what Bristol is most famous for, as well. Okay, it does loads of cider, even the original flat shit like uh, Scrumpy. Somerset. So, what? Somerset cider. Is well, Bristol in Somerset? No, we'll have some cider. Let's go, boys. Jojo, Rhino, we've gone for a lunch option that was chosen by Joe. You asked me to back you, Joe. I did doubt you initially. I think you saw that. But instead, we've ended up at a place called Cargo. Behind the M Shed, which is the Bristolian Museum of M's. Anything that begins with M is in that museum. Well, it's a strange museum, if I'm honest, because it varies from a piece of Banksy artwork to a book that's covered in human skin bound in human skin bound in human skin it's also where a good friend of mine's restaurant and hog hq is mm. the jolly hog and sausage oh, well we're familiar with uh, and he's got a restaurant called the pig stove which i'm going to go and have my second lunch at <laughs> we finish recording here we're very familiar with uh, conan of course because he was on our episode about sausages king of sausages mm. and bristol and bristol according to him um we've had lunch in a sort of japanese fusion place seven thoughts? lucky gods thoughts i really enjoyed it yeah i'm not quite full so i might have to go with joe when he has his second lunch you can come with me but we have to sit separately to be fair i'm quite enjoying just sitting and looking at the surrounding area of bristol currently because the bit we've walked through with all the colorful houses is lovely so i'll happily sit apart from you and just carry on viewing i'm getting the sense rhino that you're unfamiliar with bristol i am help us at hand because at the top of my head i've remembered some facts about bristol excellent um, hit us okay well i mean it's obviously a buzzing multicultural university city i think approximately four hundred and fifty nine thousand two universities uh it's a very green city there's more than 400 parks and gardens we were of course in queen square yeah don't know if that counts as either a park or a garden it has some grassland joe thoughts it's a garden park. This won't be a surprise to either of you. The Bristol was crowned the best culinary destination at the World Food Travel Association Food Trekking Awards in 2019. Wow. We've just experienced that ourselves. Booyah. It's also been named as the best place to live outside of London for the under 25s, which is a fact that doesn't bother me in the slightest. Well, we have just seen a nightclub on a boat that we walked past. Exactly. Yeah. Did you know, Joe, that... America, or so the legend would have us believe, the country of America in America was actually named after Bristolian, Richard America. He was responsible for a large part of John Cabot 
could be Cabot's funding when he took his voyage to America. Ryan, this links in nicely with a shopping centre that you've taken a little shine to. Well, it, it feels like every town we go to, every city, has a massive shopping centre. So we had the Bull Ring, didn't we? And then, what was it in Manchester? The massive... Arndale. Arndale. So Cabot the Sir, Arndale? The Arndale. Oh, yeah. We walked past that at least six times when you we were walking around. Arndale Centre in, in Eastbourne. So uh, when we were driving the taxi from the station, Cabot Circus uh, was looked like the Bristol equivalent of the big shopping centre. Is that right? I believe so. Um, and I think this won't be entirely accurate that John Cabo slash Cabot was uh, an explorer who I think explored elements of the North American coast in With the late Columbus. I think just ahead, just after Columbus because mm. that was 1493 I think Cabo was more 1497 wow. <laughs> I'm guessing he set sail from Bristol Get any more to add to that? well there is another side to this because from the late 1600s to the early 1800s Bristol was involved in slave shipping this is a darker side of the city's past which has yes. come back in recent been years been in the news mm. lately we're te- tearing down a lot of the statues I believe Colston is one of mm. was it Jim Colston Edward yeah it's been in the news lately hasn't it would you like some famous people Joe from the city of Bristol okay Hollywood legend Cary Grant born Archibald Leith was born in Bristol graffiti artist Banksy as confirmed uh, from earlier is from Bristol one of history's most groundbreaking engineers Isambard Kingdom Brunel found his home in Bristol if you just go down the river a little bit further from where we are today you will find his SS Great Britain that's a boat and you will find his Clifton Suspension Bridge which we mentioned earlier wow and not just the guy who did the laughing gas either so there's so much more to it do you know what happened for the first time from Clifton Suspension Bridge here's a clue you'll be bouncing when you get the answer I believe that someone did the first ever bungee jump off of it 1979 Joe with members of the Oxford University Dangerous Sports Club <laughs> here's one that we have to mention Wallace and Gromit Ardman Animations Nick Park and the rest of the gang Bristol Bristol's got so much more to it than I thought favourite Wallace and Gromit feature is it the penguin that had the no the, trou- the wrong trousers yeah the Fucking wrong trousers amazing. always used to want some of them Joe before I finish my Bristol facts we talked a lot in Manchester about Manchester bands can you name some famous Bristolian bands the Think- Wurzels nope well possibly I'm thinking Trip Hop Trip Hop yeah before you were born Massive Attack correct who else Attack Massive nope <laughs> Lead singer Beth Gibbon yeah named after a, a place I think on the River Severn the second part of the name is What's On Your Shoulders Chip <laughs> Hot Chip no Porty's head sorry <laughs> my final shoulders my final fact of the day the river Avon runs through Bristol Avon comes from the Celtic word Afon meaning river so the river Avon actually means river river is that why they do like two words for things I believe so that's why they go ear ear bab bab should we go and get some cider cider So, Joe, so Ryan, we are standing on the banks of the river. And Joe, you've taken us to a place you've been before. Yeah, I came here. Cider Heaven. Well, it's called the Apple. It's not called Cider Heaven. People might think it's Cider Heaven. Do people call you Cider Heaven? Cider God, usually. They call you specifically, Tim from the Apple, Cider God. I wish, mate. Cider God. What an accent you've got. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah, I came here and I remember the UFO ordering a couple of UFOs and thinking oh they're just they'll be all right and i got back to the table and me and a couple of the boys that were thinking we took one sip of them we we're like fucking hell yeah it catches a few people out there that's quite um unique mm. in its flavor uh it's more or less the, the dryness of it, it yeah yeah 
yeah very why dry. is it so dry because it's, it's, it's just, some people like it you know it's a little area of the market that it's strange to call something that's liquid dry so why do we do that tannins in the cider bring tannins. out a bitterness yeah seems oh, okay like there's tannins in cider as well yeah yeah i thought it was just red wine no 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 okay tim from the apple can you take us through your best set of oh, fucking hell i've just seen the old bristolian it's an yeah, 8.4 percent yeah what that's our one why is that your one. best seller because it gets people really drunk quickly or because it tastes lovely obviously it only comes in a half so it's a little bit of a gimmick as well you know it sells it it's a bit dangerous yeah yeah it's uh it's good in what sort of beverage do we need tim we're doing a, a live show at st george's if you want this some evening proper cider, the richest medium's good if you want some proper proper cider the wilkins is the one let's find wilkins, wilkins medium sweet six yeah. percent can we have good. Who, who's the um lovely this woman is marie beyond? marie can we get two halves of wilkins med sweet please does is med short for medium it is yeah oh See that? Yes. I know my side Please, you <laughs> What else was Med going to stand for? Mediterranean sweet? Good yeah, done, actually. Thank you. Apples from or, the Mediterranean. Uh, like that giant shark that Jason Statham tries to attack. Yeah. Um, so, Tim, are you from Bristol, actually? I am, yeah. yeah. Born and bred. Born and bred, South Bristol. Tom, how old's Tim? <laughs> Tim Tom is... And Tim. Tim is quite young. I think he is 31. 32. He's yeah. 32. Fucking, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. That was very good. Yeah, yeah. Right, can we just... C c can you get that payment up for me, please? Mm -hmm. Tom, here's your sweet meds riches wilkins what's cheers, this one Joe, wilkins. Cheers, tim. no this I guess is that's the wilkins that's the this wilkins. is wilkins sweet med tim i've got a question for you hit me the connection between bristol and cider please it's just the southwest we outsell lager and on cider like in in the southwest in bristol mm. what's like the proudest thing about bristol like what are you most proud of coming from bristol generally what the most do you like bristol? i really love this this building what this, building the granary of this one there this is the it's one opposite the, the, the Premier Inn, Joe, where we're standing. Yeah, well, is that a car park? Yeah, it used to be like a music venue. It's got oh. some good history on it. It's like 18th century Italian architecture. Tom, what do you think about this building? Um, looking at the building makes me feel happy and, and I find it uplifting, Joe, but the fact that it used to be a music venue is now flats is unfortunately a uh, story which is all too prevalent for my past and that makes me feel slightly sad. Oh, shame. Can we say thank you and goodbye to Tim from the Apple, please? Tim from the Apple, thank you and thank you for your ciders. Thanks for coming down. So, Joe, we are on our way to see a real-life Banksy. The sun is out in Bristol. Before we get any further, I want to read you a message we have had from one of our listeners. This is from Mike. To Joe and Tom, I'm sorry to say I won't be able to make it to your show in Bristol. I booked tickets about 17 seconds after they came on sale last year. Strong. In a moment of extreme excitement, like it, Mike. But, unfortunately, in January, I suffered a brain hemorrhage Fucking whilst hell. playing rugby. Open brackets, we do play silly games, exclamation mark. I'd say so. Mike, incredible reaction. Mike continues, Joe. And my symptoms still persist to a level that won't let me go out late, especially to busy, noisy places. I'm not messaging for any sympathy. I've had plenty. I just felt compelled to message. Thankfully, I'm improving well, and all signs are positive for a full recovery in time. Which, considering I was totally paralysed on my left side, makes me feel all the more heroic for getting oh, this far. Jesus. The RFU have been looking after me and funding my rehab, which is a big help. Go well, enjoy the cider, and Joe, my fingers are crossed, I'll see you at Twickenham in a few weeks' time, enjoying the joy that is the Barbarian's jersey. Mate. Cheers, Mike. That is somewhat heartwarming and devastating all in one. The fact that he felt compelled to let us know and share his story is fucking lovely. The heartbreaking bit is a brain hemorrhage. And the casualness at which he just goes, yeah, got a brain hemorrhage in January and playing rugby. And you go, fucking hell, mate. That's like big. So, Mike, if you are listening to this, 
I, on behalf of me and Tom and everyone at, at the Joe Muller Show, want to wish you a speedy recovery. And we hope that in the future, at one of our future live shows, when you're you're up and running again, you can actually come and visit us in person and watch the shower shit that is our live show. And we will make it extra special shit just for you, Mike. Maybe Mike's our guest of honour. And then the show tonight, we'll have a little raise of our glasses to Mike's recovery before we go on stage. Spot on. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. So after much expectation and promise, Rhino Jojo Jo, we find ourselves standing outside what would otherwise be a very dull back of a building just off Park Street, which goes up the hill in the middle of Bristol. And here we find ourselves staring at an authentic Banksy. How do we know it's authentic? It's, he's not signed it. What are you seeing, Joe? First of all, describe well, what you see. I'm seeing seen a window like built into a, a wall. It's a painted window, a sash window. Nice detail. White sash window with what looks a half-naked woman. She's in her underwear, holding on to what appears to be her husband or a partner of long standing. He's in a suit. He's looking out as if he's trying to find someone potentially that, that she's been fornicating with. He's got suspicions. He's looking out down the street. The person that seems to have fled the scene of sex uh, is hanging from the base of the sash window by his right arm with no clothes on and just covering his knob and i can't work out whether these blue splats are graffiti or part of the do you know i was thinking that, ryan what your thoughts because they look to me well, like someone's launched them well do you know what so a couple of things first thing to say is that's a very good description joe and the name of this banksy is called well hung lover good yeah now whether that's referring to him hanging from the window or something else and uh, the other alternative name for it is a bit more on the chin and it's called naked man hanging from window so this was painted in 2006 uh, and it's on the side actually this building that you said is a bit unremarkable tom is actually a sexual health clinic uh-huh. uh, and it's technically the first legal piece of street art in the uk and all those blue bits that you can see are paintball gunned pellets uh, which uh, were done in 2009 when it was defaced but they decided to leave it basically the paintball splat that is on the bottom one of the armpit of the well-hung lover of the guy hanging out from the the sash 
looks so perfectly done yeah that it's actually should be part of it Do you know i what think I mean? what they've done it looks like be- it looks like blue underarm hair but i've got a feeling that there was a wider splash and they've scraped it off they've contoured it to the underarm yeah whereas the other ones um i'm going to give you a couple of options here joe you can either choose one of these options or find a happier place in between it's a wider discussion about banksy number one it's fucking bollocks mate isn't it? it's just fucking graffiti number two this joe's on par for me with michelangelo with Rembrandt with Constable I mean technically it is graffiti I'm interested how it you get licensed to have something as the first public legal graffiti art well what I think that was down said? to Bristol County Council they just went with it basically well, well that's just fucking nonsense because you could literally just go spray paint someone's wall was he famous by this point though who the Banksmeister. I, I don't believe he was. I think he only became famous after 2000. I'm out of my depth here. <laughs> my mate Mickey Love got a couple Every of Banksy time. prints in about 2003 for. I can't remember the exact financial value, but let's just say they were fuck all because they were. I think he sold one of them to buy his house. All I remember is that in about 2006, he tried to get it insured. And the cost of the insurance every year was more than his mortgage. What do you think he did? Like moved house? No, he stuck it in a cardboard tube in the attic. <laughs> you shitting me? Nope. Fuck's sake. I like it. I like it. It's very British, this whole Banksy thing. It's got some aura around it. Are we any closer to find out who he is? I don't think we know. I think this one is really quite good, to be honest. There's another one that's around the corner, which I don't think we need to go see because I'll show you a picture. But this one is called Paint Pot Angel, which is literally a statue that he's poured paint over the top of. And so, put an upside down kind of paint on his head. So that feels a bit more to me, well, that feels less impressive to me than- Was this not a deliberate prank? Possibly, that's the other element of him, I guess, isn't it? That's bullshit from him, because essentially he's gone and put a bucket of paint over someone's like masterpiece. They'd have spent fucking weeks, if not months. He's basically paintballed his, someone else's work. I'd like to get to the bottom of this Banksy fella, maybe sit down and have it. Can we get him on the pod? If anyone knows Banksy, Drop Joe an email, joe at crowdnetwork.co.uk and see well, if we have to disguise uh, his voice. Him. What would he sound like inside a paint pot? Bearing in mind he's from Bristol. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Been a big fan for years. Yeah, I like painting shit. It's a thing. It's not actually that good, but fucking <laughs> hell. I've managed to fool the whole world and making me a millionaire. Does he actually get paid for any of his shit? I've no idea, but I've just Googled really quickly while you were doing that. And apparently, Banksy's real identity, according to the Daily Mail in 2008... Oh, yeah, with stitch-ups. ...is uh, commonly believed to be Robin Gunningham. But that's literally the Daily Mail in 2008, so I'm guessing there's been more research done. Yeah, I also heard that it was Goldie. Who was a graffiti artist in his younger days before he got into music. You want to take any stabs at who it was? Do you know what? I'm actually, having heard this prosaic name you've just given us from the Daily Mail, I don't want to know his real name. I'd rather have the air of mystery. Who is Banksy? Who's Joe Marla? It's me. Okay, let's go to the venue. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity for the last two and a half years to do something. Um, Because without you guys wasting your money on this, um, I wouldn't be able to continue to take the piss. Big thank you to Lydia. You've been brilliant so far. Thank Thank you for having me. Yeah, good. Good. Uh, A massive thank you to my lovely co-host, Tom Fordyce. Oh, Isaac. Isaac. Did, did you just sign? Yeah, okay, okay. All right, enough, enough. Um, seriously, we had a chat. Who was it at uh, the meet and greet? He said, was it Dave? Whose birthday is it? There's, there's Dave. a guy. It's over there. It's waving. Dave's 59 today. Dave, 59. Happy Woo! birthday. <laughs> Big listener to the podcast. And I think you said... Um, 
it's so nice how you two have sort of grown and developed together this warmth like at the start it was quite obvious that there's a bit of like journalist half fraud of a rugby player good I got it in there before you with the mum joke fuck off yeah <laughs> um, and the warmth that we have now and the love I have for you um, that I truly and honestly value you as up there with probably my closest colleague and um, <laughs> long may that continue in all seriousness I love you mate I couldn't do this without you it's fucking great fun it's mental really isn't it it is mental it let's is have mental. another yeah okay okay yeah and and most importantly is of course you lot because without you lot turning up tonight on a Tuesday night and having a slightly better than average Tuesday than you usually have. Honestly, without you guys, it's nothing. We love interacting with you guys and you being very much part of the podcast. So thank you so much to you guys for coming and making it happen. It's brilliant. Oh my God, I'm sweating my tits off. Those are all lovely thanks, Joe. Um, but there is one person I think all of us would like to thank. When we started doing this podcast, you had some doubt in your mind and we've been on a ridiculous adventure and journey and every single time that we meet up to record the podcast, everyone involved looks forward to it massively, partly because of the great lunches. Mainly. But also because we get to hang out together, speak to fascinating people, learn loads and make each other laugh. So on behalf of the choir and of everybody here, a huge thank you to you, Jojo Marler. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Get home safe. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Bye-bye, 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 bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jojo, we've just come off stage. You are still covered in melted Valencia. Um, you're quite sticky. I didn't think it would stain that much. It's hideous. And I couldn't have timed it any better, really, from that woman. But I've got to change of clothes, so I'll be all right, mate. How are you feeling? I'm feeling less tired, actually, than after the, the previous shows. Yeah. I'm feeling a little bit sad that it's all over. How about you? No, I've really enjoyed it, but I need a little break. The buzz was so good that I think we're going to have to do some more. Do you? Do you think? Should we do that? I think we should, Joe. Before we start planning that, we've got Gary and Mike with us. Gary and Mike, you have come from where this evening? Southampton. Well, Gary's come from Southampton. I actually live outside of Southampton. So we're now complicated in the, the location <laughs> situation. <laughs> but I was born in Southampton. Yeah. Gary and Mike, um, this was the final show. So you have no idea how shit or, or otherwise the other ones were. Thoughts on tonight? Did it go all right? I really, really enjoyed this it. This was the best one, I'd imagine. Gary, you strike me as someone that doesn't give... He yeah, hasn't no, actually yeah. given an answer <laughs> there. Actually. No, Mike's no. gone with, yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> the thing. Gary's not actually answered the question. He's gone, I presume this was the best one, was it? Yeah. And he strikes me as someone who's quite stingy in his compliments. <laughs> is that <laughs> fair, Mike? Is that <laughs> we true? We call Lydia. Yeah, they're very is few that, and far between. this Lydia. His Lydia. Mm. Your Lydia. Yeah. Yep. Gary, you're a stern-faced, stingy uh, compliment giver. Very few emotions in there, yeah. Yeah, what do you think of tonight, mate? I, I like the honesty. Very enjoyable. See, I think from Gary, that's about as much as we're going to get. I think that's high praise from Gary. I think that's good as well, because yeah. there was even a smile with it. Well, Gary and Mike, thank you so much for coming on this evening. Thank you very much. And um, maybe, Joe, if we do this again, we might find ourselves on the South Coast. Well, it would be easier to just go along the coast. It's also really picturesque, isn't it? You know, Southampton, lovely. Brighton, lovely. Bournemouth, 
I think it's lovely. It is, nice. is it nice? Gary, Mike, thanks so much for coming. Thanks we'll see you so in much. Bournemouth on the Beach. Absolutely. <laughs> Joe, which song about the end or the end of stuff would you like to um, sing us in with? And now the end is near. And so I face the final, final curtain. Did we have any curtains here, did we? Uh, there was a curtain covering the piano, so it kind of counts, and it's <laughs> it's acceptable. And I don't know why I've coughed into it. Have a glass of red Thank wine, you. Joe. <laughs> Ryan, well, well, Joe asphyxiates. How have you found the tour? I it's quite a surreal feeling, isn't it? Now it's over. I was quite sad when it ended. I'm also sad because when Joe was running around <laughs> doing Rolling in the Deep and I was following him with uh, Banksy Cam, which is a new feature we had tonight, uh, I fell up the stairs uh, <laughs> while I was trying to chase you. Did so you I'm bark s- your shins? I. It was one of those, I sort of like was worried about smashing Joe's camera, but also bash my shins. And also, you're quicker than you look. Really Honestly, When he gets a scuttle on. Yeah. On. There's no knee lift, is there? None at all. It's no knee lift. No knee lift. So that was a, an emotion at the end. But overwhelmingly, I felt quite sort of proud that we pulled it off, I think. And I thought you were both brilliant the whole time. It's been a huge, huge team effort. Everyone chipping in. Like some of the guests to contribute to Lydia. Dr. Lydia. Been brilliant. We had Vicky. Vicky, join us where? In Manchester. Birmingham, which seems like a lifetime ago. Ross, you've been helping us produce, in fact, not helping, you've been producing all the extra extra ones. We've had Archie, Biltcliffe. What a surname. What a they? surname. Steve has actually, I've really enjoyed having Steve back in my life. Steve had a drink this evening. What? So, you know, in Birmingham, we saw him with a cider before the show. Yeah. Do you know what the thinking was there? He knew it was going tits up. So <laughs> <laughs> he thought by having a drink, it would make it look like he was relaxed. But it had the opposite effect because we never he never drinks before shows. So I thought, oh, if it's so bad that Steve's Panic. drinking cider before the show. Tonight, he was drinking before the show oh. because he was relaxed. Even ate some chocolate raisins or tried to eat them. Then you and I stole the chocolate raisins. And just for a second, like, just take a moment for this building. I haven't really appreciated it. We appreciated it when we arrived, didn't we, from the outside. And I couldn't believe how impressive it was. And I was like, we've really pulled a fast one over these people again think about the venues you played though you played from the glee club in birmingham where steve was pissed 350 people to the london palladium <laughs> you know 2200 people and everything in between and you know it's quite the achievement i'd say the question on my lips now ryan and jojo do we go again there's definitely a, a taste for it from my side what about festivals next <gasps> festivals uh, i've touched on on my own okay i did one last year and when i did it after i'd done it i was like we need to do the pod at festivals because it'll just be fucking brilliant yeah does it mean we get into festivals for free it does indeed tom does it, it mean really, we really could go in a nice camper van it does indeed oh. tom we need to start tapping in the t- into this shit glastonbury 2024 you're aiming far too high i'm talking blue like, dots down the road for me what blue dot <laughs> blue dot yeah right we're going to blue dot in nutsford next <laughs> every time i think about blue dot i think about my welsh rugby mates who used to play a game called blue dot which involved everyone on a night out wearing jeans and you had to try everyone had to do a little wee and <laughs> what and the winner the winner was the one who did the smallest blue dot and the loser didn't do a small dot that sounds quite, that sounds quite us to be fair some of these games you've come up what's that one you told me about yes up jenkins up jenkins yes i wanted to do up oh my god we could have actually done up jenkins with yeah. the new that's right yes save that for the new show next we're gonna find some new venues we do blue dot we do up jenkins we do brighton because it's near my house <laughs> and we do blue dot because it's 10 minutes from my house perfect 
Ryan, we'll go there's to St. Albans. This summit called Pub in the Park, uh, which Craig Dave is playing this year. So if Craig Dave can do it, I reckon we can do it. Yeah, like I was meant to go to Pub in Park this Friday with Tom Kerridge. Yes, Tom Kerridge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Instead, maybe you'll make me record in the park. for the fucking day. I He's already said, if you want park. tickets to Pub in the Park, let me know. As long as you come to my cricket day instead of recording the podcast. We'll make it up to him by playing it in, in 2024. The Joe Marler Show, a Pub in the Park, and all the other venues. Lydia, what's the nearest festival to your house? I've done Camp Wildfire. I've <gasps> been on the radio there. It's decent. I like, I like the sound fun. of that it's one. It's like Camp Scout Camp for adults. Everyone runs around the woods doing like fun games, like Capture the Flag, uh, Archery. and What's it called again? Camp Wildfire. Right, Lydia, you sort out Camp Wildfire. I'll sort out the Blue Dot. Joe, you're sorting out... My house? Okay. And you can Ryan's come to my house and we'll do a gig at my house. You've been a bit lazy, do you think? You're a bit tired in this tour. In the garden. <laughs> so you just get up and walk into your garden. Steve organised the entire show and then we play Blue Dot and Ryan pisses his trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that doesn't compel people to come and watch the Joe Marler show live, what will? <laughs> anyway. Oh, until next time, boys. Until next time. Until the time. road calls again. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Podcast Network.